The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sproat Sr. And I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KPSE Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV Channel 11, Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSOR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden and Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cleve for over 90 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to be Lockbaum on August 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Mahan Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
Today we celebrate Memorial Day, a day set aside to honor our military who gave their lives for us, the citizens of America. Won't you take the time to honor our military by thanking them for their dedication and service to our country? Let us, let us being, being, begin our Memorial Day program with the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn, and they will sing the, to the Lord this loving melody entitled, In Remembrance of Me. I invite you all to sing along with the choir's words appear on your television screen. There will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, Iris Locke on the organ. As a memorial, the faithful will continually labor on and walk with our Heavenly Father. It is always the hope of the Apostolic Faith Church that souls everywhere will come to Him with open hearts, take on His precious name in water baptism, and go all the way with our Savior. Thank you. 
We call upon the talents of the church band led by hip pastor Billy Hahn Jr. as they play for you the number entitled, Had It Not Been. Seneca Rose Hahn, our soloist for this morning, has chosen to sing to the Lord the beautiful song entitled Grace. 
And what a beautiful melody it is, perfectly describing the depth of the Lord's love for His people. Thank you, Jesus. Seneca Rose will be accompanied by Tiara Summers on the piano, Mason Asaner Sr. on the guitar, and Associate Pastor Marvin Ming on the bass.
The church choir will sing their second and final number for today entitled, Remind Me, Dear Lord. Let me tell you, dear television viewers, one may think or see themselves as being faithful and a true Christian, but we all need to be reminded of the Lord's grace, His love, His unending patience and mercy.
Again, dear television viewers, there will be times when the curtain of memory needs to be rolled back to show us the way. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, choir. And now the trumpet ensemble under the direction of Christy Hahn will play for you the song entitled Safe in the Arms of Jesus.
The vocal group known as Saints in Harmony will present their rendition of the number entitled Victory in Jesus. And truly, saints and friends, there is victory in the glorious name Jesus. And I'd like to dedicate this lively number to Mr. Mark Anthony Tony Hahn. Tony, may the good Lord continue to pour out his bountiful blessings upon you and may continue to watch over you and keep you safe. Have a glorious week, Tony.
Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Jose Jan and I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the kindly ask for our viewing audience, especially if any plan to visit or reside in California. The this location will be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on the station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on the station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on the station KBTV and channel 8 and Comcast Channel 228 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KVVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6, 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34, Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and possible data and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20, Grand Johnson, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on time on the cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work, as we are King Marco said, like I said in the entirety, Please visit the website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning gospel service here at Home State Hawaii, service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. And prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Polo Avenue, gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighborhood branch churches as service all conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakaya Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Verrier in Nahinamari, by Pastor Walter A. Taylor in Hilo, Hawaii, Pastor Leonard Kiwara Sano Sr. in Kolo, Kauai, by Pastor Helen Vesper in Blogo, Pikawayan, and Pastor Vesper Perry, Pastor Lord Scott Minnow, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regarding the church relations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to volunteer to contribute to support this telecast in the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to areas designated conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to return the program back to Trustee of Sweet Pastor Edwin Sword Sr., who brings forth his spirit directed and spirit defied sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Jose. Good morning, dear television viewers. We welcome you all to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast featuring our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we thank you for joining us this fine Sunday morning in reading today's sermon entitled, Remembering Our Fellow Citizens in Christ Jesus. A memorial is established when we want to preserve the memory of a person, place, or thing. And today we celebrate Memorial Day as a day set aside to remember the sacrifice made by our men and women of the military service who gave their lives to protect and preserve our democratic way of life and the freedoms we share as American citizens. Every citizen of this great nation should be proud and very thankful to be an American. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ who has guided our nation's leaders in gaining the prosperity we have been blessed with since the conception of our great nation. We therefore honor our war dead who gave their lives to protect our way of life. And the Lord Jesus Christ who gave his life to redeem mankind from the curse of sin and death. 
by his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. The Lord Jesus Christ has given every man, woman, and child the opportunity to accept his plan of salvation and to serve him in righteousness. And so today we respect and honor our military men, women, and their families who are presently doing their service and also those brave souls who willingly sacrifice their lives to defend our American freedoms. However, let us remember the greater sacrifice that was made by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who paid the price of redemption on the cross of Calvary for all mankind. And in biblical terms, that memorial is called the Lord's Supper. The Lord Jesus Christ assembled his apostles in an upper room in Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of the Passover. And at the end of the meal, he instituted the Lord's Supper. This was to fulfill the intent of the Passover feast and to establish a memorial saying, do this in remembrance of me. The events of the Lord Jesus Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem began Holy Week and highlighted Jesus Christ as God's offering for the sin of mankind, thereby establishing himself as the object of the Passover celebration. And on Good Friday, the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross of Calvary, thereby becoming God's perfect sacrifice for the sin of the world. He represented that which is of God and man, marking himself as God's first sacrificial Passover lamb. Spiritually speaking, the Lord Jesus Christ brought the requirement for the Passover feast to an end because he who hung there knew no sin, but was made a sacrifice for sin that we might may be made the righteousness of God in him, as biblically stated in 2 Corinthians 5.21. And the blood that was spilled from his body as he hung on the cross confirmed that he took upon himself the sin penalty of the whole human race, which was physical death. Inasmuch as his offering of himself was perfect, God accepted it as payment in full for all sin, past, present, and future, for all those who believe and accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Jesus Christ suffered at the hands of his oppressors and gainsayers of the word to whom he had preached during his earthly ministry. He endured the pain and agony in the garden, and his blood sweat resulted not merely from extreme mental and physical anguish, but from the sinless soul of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, coming in contact with the weight of the world's sin. And his resurrection from the dead after three days proved to an unbelieving world that he had the power over death, hell, and the grave. Hebrews 2.14 denotes, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. The prophet in Hosea 13, 14 states, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. The prophet Hosea spoke of this victory over death and the grave 725 years before Jesus Christ was born. Therefore, the Lord Jesus Christ proved to all mankind that he is the God of the living who rules and reigns forever as the almighty King of kings and Lord of lords. In Matthew 26, 26 to 29 at the Last Supper, the Lord Jesus Christ served the apostles saying, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and braked it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. 
This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The Apostle Paul instructions in 1 Corinthians 11 through 23 to 26 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which you was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. The Lord Jesus Christ instituted the Lord's Supper as a reminder of what he did for all mankind and not just for the citizens of just one country. He therefore died for the sins of all men, women, and children of every race, culture, creed, and color. Have you ever asked someone, what do we... Why do we say, God bless America? According to God's Word, the Bible, we should really be saying, Jesus bless America, because Jesus Christ is the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ declared this truth in, Ma in John 5, 43. It reads, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. And the gospel of the kingdom of God preached by the Lord Jesus Christ is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. On a special night, a man named Nicodemus, a learned Pharisee, came to see the Lord Jesus Christ concerning the salvation of his soul, and a dramatic change took place within his heart. He believed the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the promise of eternal life given to all who put their faith and trust in Him. The Lord Jesus Christ gave Him and all mankind this commandment in John 3, 5 that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in John 3, 6 and 7, the Lord Jesus Christ further commanded, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it signifies his death, burial, and resurrection. Therefore, every man, woman, and child must be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, and filled with God's Holy Spirit, thereby speaking in God's unknown tongue or language as the evidence of receiving God's Holy Spirit within. And God's Holy Spirit is the Lord Jesus Christ within our hearts, who leads and guides us in all righteousness, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in our daily lives. The spiritual presence of Jesus Christ, God's Holy Spirit within us, thereby permits us to call upon Him in our daily lives whenever we need His help, even on 24-hour, seven days per week basis. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ who watches over us by night and day to bless, strengthen, encourage, 
comfort and protect us as we prepare ourselves for His soon coming return in clouds of glory. Therefore the time is now to be awakened unto righteousness. And today is the day of salvation, dear television viewers, for every man, woman, and child to hear His voice and to accept Him as their Savior, Master, and Lord. The gospel of the kingdom of God preached by the Lord Jesus Christ does not favor any one group of people because everyone born into this world is a sinner who falls short of the glory of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ does not discriminate against any race, nationality, or color, but will accept both Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, who willingly come unto Him. We must come and accept His plan of salvation, repent of our sins, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and be filled with His Holy Spirit. In God's Word, the Bible, in John 5, 39, it denotes, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of Me. Accepting the Lord Jesus Christ and believing in God's Word makes every man, woman, and child wise unto salvation. In 1 Peter 3.21, we find the biblical definition of water baptism. It reads, The light figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we must all possess faith and obedience in Christ Jesus, as stated in James 2, 17 and 20. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? The New Testament book of Hebrews eleven six 6 also exhorts, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The biblical example in 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14 proves the importance of heeding God's word, especially as it was spoken by the prophet Elijah to Naaman, who sought healing from his leprosy. Naaman was a captain of the host for the king of Syria, highly honored by his master, a mighty man in valor. However, he was afflicted with the incurable disease of leprosy. And he was instructed by the prophet Elijah, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. However, he preferred to go and wash in the rivers of Damascus in his homeland instead of heeding the instruction of the prophet Elijah to go and dip himself seven times in the river Jordan. Naaman was later convinced by his servant to heed the instructions of Elisha, and he finally went to the river Jordan, dipped himself seven times, and was miraculously healed. And Naaman's act of faith caused him to humble himself and to follow God's instruction to receive God's divine healing for his leprosy. And on the day of Pentecost, the apostle Peter used the keys to the kingdom of heaven to unlock God's plan of salvation in Acts 2, 37 and 38 that reads, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
God's plan of salvation confirms a saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ as spoken in Acts 4.12 that reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus Christ is God's only saving name for the redemption of our souls, and His name is above all other names as confirmed in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Wherefore God has also highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Having been baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit, we now become members in God's spiritual family. Mark 16, 16, therefore exhorts, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Yes, dear television viewers, being baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit gives us the promise to receive eternal life in heaven above with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the gospel message preached by Peter on the day of Pentecost touched the hearts of 3,000 souls who were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And just a few days later, another 5,000 souls were also baptized and saved for a total of 8,000 souls saved. The question we might ask ourselves is, what did they hear and feel that could have moved them unto repentance? Acts 2, 11 and 12 and 21 answers the question for us. It reads, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What those present in Jerusalem saw, heard, and felt on the day of Pentecost was something new, marvelous, and miraculous. The Lord Jesus Christ manifested His glory in a manner never seen since the days of the prophets. And what they witnessed with their eyes, heard with their ears, and felt in their hearts was the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit. And there in Jerusalem they heard out of the mouths of these impoverished Galileans the wonderful works of God being proclaimed in their own native tongues. The children of Israel, led by Moses, wandered 40 years in the wilderness and were finally led by Joshua, Moses' successor over the river Jordan into Canaan, God's promised land. And on that day, the Lord Jesus Christ performed the miracle before the children of Israel when the feet of the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant touched the brim of the water. The river Jordan ceased to flow, allowing the children of Israel to cross the river Jordan on dry ground. It was the same of, as the crossing of the Red Sea that the children of Israel had witnessed a generation earlier, but on a smaller scale. Only on two other occasions had the river Jordan allowed itself to be deposed, once with Elijah and the other with Elisha. The circumstances that surrounded these two prophets would prove to doubting prophets that the spirit and power of the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, rested with them. Crossing the river Jordan allowed the children of Israel to occupy the land 
that was promised and prepared for them. Heaping up the waters of the River Jordan confirmed that the Lord Jesus Christ, God Himself, was with Joshua just as He had been with Moses and His people Israel, whom He loved. We read in Joshua 4, 4 through 8, Then Joshua called the twelve men, whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when ye your children ask, your, their fathers in time come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. First, the commandment to choose one man from each tribe, and each to carry a stone out of the river was a commandment of the Lord. Given to Joshua before the crossing began, a representative of each tribe would choose a stone out of the riverbed and carry the stone unto, upon his shoulders. The stones would, chosen would be of significant size. In other words, these representatives would bear the burden of their tribes as a memorial unto God and mankind. Two memorials were built in, in remembrance of Israel's crossing. Each consisted of 12 stones, resembling the 12 tribes of, of Jacob. The stones were taken from the bed of the River Jordan when it dried up. After safely crossing the river and before the waters of the Jordan returned to its normal place, Joshua singularly built a memorial in the midst of the Jordan River, stacking 12 stones together. Upon exiting the river, each representative stacked his stone on the Canaan side of the Jordan where they were to lodge that night. And eventually a memorial was constructed just as the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea and the second generation passed through the River Jordan. We too must be born again and pass through the water of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ to obtain our deliverance from the consequences of sin and to inherit our promise of eternal life. We are encouraged by God's Word in 2 Corinthians 4.10, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. And 1 Corinthians 10, 1-4 concludes today's sermon. It reads, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye be should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. Let us then live our lives as a memorial to the Lord Jesus Christ who will return in clouds of glory to call up his waiting bride the church saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. 
If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor, Edwin Sprout Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. And now here's our church band to conclude today's telecast with a song, Bought with a Price.
the preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.